Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome in another edition here of the Early Line on the Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Joe Neri alongside Dane Martinez here as uh, we look to get you caught up uh, with everything happening around the world of sports. And uh, there is, uh, believe it or not, no shortage of uh, headlines right about now as uh, we continue to push along. Uh, here we are in the month of April. And uh, much news, of course, still in the NFL when the draft is coming up. Very important draft. A uh, lot of uh, athletes from around the country in uh, certainly Major League Baseball players. Uh, a lot of videos and a lot of pictures getting posted, Dane, of uh, guys taking batting practice. I, I love right. Joey Gallo uh, earlier in the week that set up an entire net in the middle of his high-rise condo um, <laughs> and was apologizing to the neighbors as he had the tee up and he was right in his kitchen. <laughs> it was just I, I, you know what I mean? I got, you gotta love the, uh, you gotta love the, uh, the, you know, getting it together and, and being uh, proactive and staying inside, but at the same time, still got to get those, uh, those swings in. So we're seeing more and more in that. And of course, we're all just kind of sitting here waiting for, uh, one of these leagues to, uh, to come back. But, uh, of course, uh, we got to get through the month of April and we certainly will. And, uh, even if it is a May, June, July start for whatever, baseball, whatever it may be, um, it's coming back. So hold out hope, guys. It is uh, coming back, and there's a lot of different ways this can go. But I do think if they all involve playing games in some way, shape, or form, both the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, of course, getting ready for the football season, Dane. But yeah. speaking of, uh, before we dive into the new, um, the new rules for the NFL, of course, uh, it was announced that the owners uh, ratified there an additional uh, couple of teams there for the playoffs and the playoff structure, which, of course, changes just about everything, and we'll get into that. I wanted to ask you about this picture because you're in New York. You are really in the, uh, the epicenter and the heart of uh, uh, what is yeah. happening right now in this country, and this picture surfaced this week, and I just I couldn't believe it. I thought maybe it was Photoshopped. I couldn't figure out what these people were doing. Uh, but you knew exactly when I showed you this picture yep. exactly what was going on here. So yeah. uh, when people see this and you see this on Twitter and stuff, guys, um, you know, here's an understanding of what's going on here, Dane. W what are these people looking at? Yeah, so, Joe, I saw this picture going around social media as well. And quite frankly, I don't know exactly when this was taken, but what we are led to believe is that this was taken mere, like, days ago, right? And what it could be, Joe is this is 12th Avenue, okay? This is the west side. Uh, you see a sign there for the Intrepid. People who have gone to New York on vacation may know about the Intrepid Museum. So this is, Joe, by all accounts, this is the USS Comfort pulling into the dock. You see everyone, you know, uh, looking to the right of the screen. That right of the screen here is, um, you know, the, the river. And this is the boat coming in, you know, the national boat, the USS Comfort, that is, you know, going to be a hospital and provide beds for people, ironically, who do not have coronavirus so that these hospitals that are currently overrun can focus on COVID-19. But yeah, Joe, um, I don't think social distancing is at play right here as everybody apparently wants to get a glimpse of the damn naval hospital coming into port. I just, it, it's speechless, dude. I'm just absolutely speechless. And I was trying to give uh, the fine people of New York City the benefit of the doubt, but good Lord, people, what in the hell is wrong with you? I mean, do you, do you see the, the, the truck lined up? The refrigerator? You think the yeah. refrigerator trucks are there for That's food? Me. Like, what, what do you think is going on there? I mean, like, my That's word. Me. Look at her. She's walking the dog oblivious on the phone. Yep. Every, nobody's wearing masks. It's like, come there on. There are plenty of places to walk your dog in this city. Right. Okay, like me and my wife, we went out for a walk yesterday, and we're doing it in a park where, where, where there's people not around. Or, and to be honest, most of the streets, if it's not damn 12th Avenue, are pretty empty, okay? You can find a place to still get outside, get some fresh air, and, you know, be socially distant, respect what we have to do. And, Joe, honestly, you mentioned this. I know you're down in South Florida. We talked about the people on the beaches. I'm here in New York. We see these things still happening. I cannot stress this enough. 
right? Like this idea of social distancing, people are upset that it's 15 days, 30 days. Some states this week have come out and said it's into June already, right? Here's the point, people. Let me let this be a public service announcement, okay? The clock on this doesn't start until everyone is doing it, Joe, right. because it doesn't matter until we all actually do it. So if you are like a little bit stir crazy right now and wish you can come out, okay, remember, like we can't, you know, do this for 15 days or 30 days with 10% or 20% of the population still going about it as normal because then everything the rest of us are doing doesn't matter. We can't start the clock until we're actually social distancing. And listen, nobody's saying lock the doors and, you know, batter day. I mean, nobody is saying that at all. You can certainly go out, get your exercise, go out for a walk. But when you see a group of people crowded around, don't go there. Like, just avoid people as much as humanly possible. Nobody's saying you can't go out. Just keep your damn distance. Right. Just, I don't get pictures like that. It's this isn't a month ago, guys. I mean, if it hasn't, the reality hasn't sunk in of what's going on here right now. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you is here. Uh, Darwin is uh, hard at work here. Usually ends up uh, peeking up his head at some point. But my word, like get a grip, will you? I I just a boat like you got the Internet. Pull up the damn picture in a boat. You can. Hey, look, it's a boat. Put up a picture from his place in like, you know, on the other side of the river with the boat coming in. There'll be plenty of images. You don't need to go get your own in a throng of people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, or unless you really want a first-hand experience on the boat because that's where you're heading. Like, I just, I don't get it. It blows me away. But uh, but anyway, listen, the majority of uh, New York City folks there, uh, yourself included, Dana, uh, understand uh, the gravity of the situation and what's going on. And listen, there's always going to be these people out there that... uh, you know, uh, they're going to be uh, the Bills, right? Like, don't be Bill. Like, you know, Florida man. Yeah, like, don't. <laughs> like, just don't do it, man. You know, like, try and avoid uh, that situation as best as possible. And, uh, and stay grounded and get ready because sports is coming back. The draft is coming back. It'll all be here. We just got to weather this, uh, this storm. And uh, for those that are in Florida and in states where we deal with hurricanes every year, very simple. Uh, it's it's very, you, you know the drill, man. Stock right. up, relax, get yourself ready to go. This to me is just an extended hurricane watch with lights, air conditioning, cable, internet, like all the things that we don't normally have. Like we, we can we can do this, people. We can all do this. Uh, and we can all sit there and watch the draft coming up at the end of the month and be excited right. about that as well. And uh, And you better get excited because the NFL also announced this week that they're changing uh, the playoff format. They are changing the amount of teams that are coming in uh, to the playoffs and those that qualify, which has a whole lot of ramifications, uh, you know, that, that are appearing here. But at first glance, you're like, all right, so two extra teams, one from each conference. All right, so has it really changed that much? Well, let's look at it here. Let's just take this last year for an example. You would have had an 8-8 eight and eight Pittsburgh Steelers team, right. right, make the playoffs. And would, does anybody think Pittsburgh would have beaten anyone? I think they would have played Kansas City. They would have played Kansas City, yeah. verse 7. So let's see. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, for up. Go at it. Yeah. The Rams would have been the NFC uh, extra team. And the Rams were playing, actually, some better uh, football there at the end. But, again, you're going to take on the number two seed, um, Green, Green Bay. Bay. So, like, you, it just it would have been over rather quickly. So I think it's, I think all the things leading up to making the playoffs, right? That that final three now four weeks with an extra game sure. of the uh, NFL season. I think the coaching is going to change a little bit. The desire, who who, what, where, and how. Obviously now there is no settling for the number two or three seed. Like you want I, that one seed. That is a big advantage. Having that number one seed and that first week by, especially with an extra game coming on to the season. But I do think we'll also have to realize that there is, uh, there is going to be an NFL world where a team that's 7-9 and nine, probably going to make the playoffs one of these years here. Yeah, one of those years it's going to happen. Yeah. I think they ran the numbers and looked back, you know, whatever it was, 10, 20, 30 years. And it wasn't a lot of times, but it did, in fact, happen. Right. So we should get ready for that. I think the more interesting point is what you started to mention. You know, once we hit week 16 and 17, mm-hmm. 
certain teams take their foot off the gas pedal, right? Yep. Rest up some of their guys, heal up. Now, the NFL, ah, maybe about five, seven years ago, Joe, one of the changes they made was to have week 17 and for the most part week 16 yep. be all like divisional matchups, mm -hmm. right? And they thought that that would be kind of an incentive to kind of play it all out the right way. Regardless, right. Let's say you were even kind of sitting pretty. You didn't want to kind of uh, give a free win to one of your division rivals, right? But now I think it's even different because you're right. These teams that are entering week 16 at say 11 and four or 12 and three, they will still need to compete because they're not looking for the first two seeds to get a bye. They're looking for the number one seed yep. to get a bye. There will be a team that wins 11 games, maybe 12 games, Joe, that's going to have to play on wild card weekend, yep. right? Albeit against probably the seventh seed. So I do think you put more stakes involved for not only the teams that are chasing a playoff berth and are around 500, but the big boys as well, because you're chasing that now even more coveted by yep. only the one seed. And, and you know, listen, there, there's, there's a flip side to that, too, like there always is with everything, you know, every action, reaction. Um, it also lays way for a Cinderella uh, or two sure. somewhere along the lines. And, uh, you know, I always... I always look back to that, um, you know, that Super Bowl winning Giants team with Eli when they beat the undefeated New England Patriots. Sure. You know, going into the end of that season, they were not a good team. I mean, they floundered all over the place. And then some kind of kick there in December right. with them. That defense just came together and they started just rolling. So they were fortunate enough to be able to make the wild card that year. And then they ran through the NFC yep. and then eventually took down, uh, you know, took down the undefeated Patriots. I mean, there was no doubt the Patriots were they didn't lose a game all damn year. Right. And the Giants had enough in the tag to be able to do it. So I do think there is, and I, and I think this is going to happen a lot more, Dane. I do think with the extra game, with the reduced, practice time and in, in, in the um you know in the spring training spring the early games training and camp, the yeah. training camps uh and the lack of you know preseason games and and the ability to practice it's going to take some teams that much longer to hit their groove and hit their stride so you know i do think come instead of what we usually look at september and be like just throw it out like don't don't worry but start looking at teams in october you know right. then you really start to get an idea of who they are and their identity I think that's going to be pushed back even further to uh, to November. I think it, there's going to be at least a couple of extra weeks some teams are going to need before they hit their stride. And then come December, that might be some of the best football we see from a lot of teams that could eventually go to the playoff, barring injuries and those types of things. But even so, even with injuries now, you got a little extra time to heal. Right. You got So there's a lot that goes into just two extra spots and one extra game which is what the NFL is uh, is heading to over the next uh, the next years to come. Yeah, and you know, I'm really intrigued about this extra game, Joe. Mm. Earlier in the week, I know we're going to dig into say Tampa Bay for example. Mm -hmm. I told you we laid out making the 16 game schedule and your opponents is a formula, Joe. And yes. we talked about it, right? You play this entire other division, blah blah blah, and there are two games that are really like, you know, Joe, we're we're Jets fans, right? The Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots will, in essence, have the exact same schedule except for two games, yep. right? Where the fourth-place team will play the fourth-place team in another division. You know, we, we've outlined that already. We'll do it again right. when we highlight another team later on in this edition of the early line. But what I really want to know is how do they add the 17th game in a way that keeps the competitive balance and right. keeps it kind of formulaic and objective, right? Like, I don't... Uh, you know, sometimes, for example, in Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. you know, when they do interleague, the right. Mets always play the Yankees, right? It's kind of like the quote-unquote natural rivalry. Well, if you have, if you add that as the 17th game, right. some teams are going to have a bigger challenge than others for that extra win. So I'm right. really intrigued as to how they figure out who that 17th opponent is and how it falls within the formula that we've talked about previously. Uh, you know, one of the other things, too, um, that, that came up, which I find fascinating, and I don't blame them because I, and I'm shocked it hasn't happened earlier, uh, but part of the, um, that wild card weekend, we now know, I believe CBS and NBC are the ones that are going to carry these extra games here. So there was right. some question as to who, what, where, and how. But they're also, during the season, um, going to actually produce a telecast for Nickelodeon on some of the games. 
And I think that's really cool because, let's face it, it's going to be tailored to that next generation of football uh, fan. And that's really what they're doing. But they're going to tailor it, obviously, towards uh, and skew it towards a younger audience. Um, They're also, Telemundo is going to come in there, obviously, trying to expand the reach there for the uh, Spanish-speaking audience. So they're doing it. I'm shocked it took that long because, as you know, a couple of guys that grew up in an era where, you know, Saturday mornings there was uh, there were these crazy baseball shows with the the yeah. San Diego Chicken and the yeah. and the Philly Fanatic and Johnny Ban. You know, it was we they they were tailored to kind of usher in baseball's been doing this for years to kind of usher in that younger audience. Um, and football's just starting to do it. So I'll be interested to see. I'm sure there's going to be more content provided for Nickelodeon throughout the week. You'll see the Russell Wilsons, the J.J. Watts. I don't want to say Sesame Street-esque kind of thing, but I think you'll start seeing more and more content geared for that younger audience because they understand uh, if you don't do that in 10 years, uh, moms might not sign any permission slips to have kids play football. There you go. I'm reminded of a Saturday morning show. It was like Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky together as like cartoon characters. You never know. And here's the thing, Joe. You know, last year or maybe it is this year, you know, days kind of are blurring together for me at this point. With the XFL, we talked about, like, the different camera angles and some of the things they were doing. And and I remember making the point, Joe, that some of the angles they have look more like video games than what we are used to seeing, right? Whether it be the Madden, we see these views in NBA 2K kind of um, toying with that. And I think that's part of what it is skewing for the younger audience, giving them a perspective that they are used to. And then you talk about all the other kinds of content that could happen, kind of, um, you know, uh, making it more palatable to the young audience. And I think you're right. So all the soccer moms out there, so they can still feel like, hey, football is a good thing. Yep. And when, uh, I mean, all in all, it's going to be a little new look. It's not going to be that noticeable right away. But I think when we get towards December and uh, certainly January, there are going to be a couple extra teams, a couple other storylines going on. And I do think that when you consider the 8-8 eight and eight Steelers would have made it this past year, the 9-7 right. and seven Rams would have made it this year, uh, it used to be you got to win at least eight games would have given you an opportunity to be able to get in. I think if a team gets to 10 wins, if you can win 10 win- games, oh, I think it almost assures you um, it's almost a lock uh, where you won't have these situations, which we've also seen where 16 games, you know, even a team that might win nine or 10 games is in danger of not making it to the playoffs. Right. Like we've seen that too. So I do think it's uh, a 10 win season now is kind of a lock for teams to be able to get the job done, which I think is awesome because I do think a lot of teams at 10 wins, you deserve to be in. I always like that, that point where they should be a litmus test, and 10 wins should tell us everything we need to know about that. We do have some more Tom Brady news as well. We'll talk about that coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Guys, welcome in another edition here of The Early Line. Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez want to welcome you and thank you very much for Spending a couple of minutes here uh, with us during your day, and uh, I know uh, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, we're all uh, we're all kind of in the same boat, but uh, honestly, Dane and I are uh, extremely happy, and uh, we are honored to be able to even have this opportunity to be able to come to you guys, broadcast to you guys, and uh, provide a, a little distraction if we can uh, in the sports world. There, kind of take your mind off of uh, everything else because. Listen, it's very hard to just think about what you can control and not what you can't control. Very hard to do that. But if for a little while we can provide a little levity there, give you an opportunity to kind of focus your uh, your thoughts on football, baseball, uh, betting, whatever it may be, um, we've got you here. And uh, I can tell you this here, Dane, the, uh, one of the other stories that uh, came out this week was, and there was some interesting back and forth and some rumors regarding uh, Tom Brady getting his number 12 ah, yes. uh, from Tampa in Tampa Godwin. because uh, Chris Godwin, who um, uh, initially there were some uh, reports, not a big Tom Brady fan, 
Uh, so the idea that uh, him giving up his number 12 to, uh, to TB was uh, not necessarily a sure thing, but as, uh, as uh, it would have it, and what a shock, you know, the, you know money talks, BS walks, uh, there was some sort of deal struck. Uh, because, hey, what do you uh, know? Yeah, Godwin gave it up there. Uh, Godwin gave it up uh, to uh, TB, and that means he is now going to wear 14, that being uh, Chris Godwin. But uh, the question I have, Dane, is uh, what do you think it costs Tom Brady uh, to get a number from a guy who in the past has made it quite simple, uh, quite uh, very evident that he is not a big Tom Brady fan, <laughs> and uh, now it's his quarterback, and what and do you think the price tag and I don't know, and, I, and I'm curious as to what you guys think as well. What, what is the, if you're Godwin, what are you charging TB? Knowing, and let's face it, if money's not an option, right? I mean, it's not an obstacle. He, he can pretty much ask his price. If Tom Brady wanted it, he'd get it. So I'm wondering, what do you ask for that? What's the going price for that? Yeah, so, you know, I think that's interesting. And you bring up money, and I, I'm sure there was money in the cards there as right? well, right? But it's not like Godwin is, you know, uh, hurting for money either, you know, well, so here's yeah, my thing. True. How much I does think, he make? What's his contract? Do we know? We'll have to look it up. I got to look it up. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> he's probably on his rookie deal, okay, because yes, he's yes, kind yes. of an ascending, like, third-year wideout, so and it is probably, you know, it's probably not uh, millions, but thousands, hundreds of thousands, right. potentially, but regardless, he's got his money, and, and there will be some cash that changes hands, I'm sure, but if I was Godwin, I'd have this uh, compensation package be some money and then something else funny, you know, like I want you to get up and, you know, uh, thank me in front of the team. Mm -hmm. I want you to take me to a steak dinner, me and my wife and you and Giselle, or I want my kids to be able to play, you know, that kind of thing. I think I would get a little bit more creative than to take the phrase out of Randy Moss, straight cash, homie. I think it would be more than just straight cash. I think it would maybe something like, hey, and donate this to my foundation that's going on in Tampa Bay. Or, you know, and sign these autographs for this school that I helped open. You know, that, that sort of thing. In addition to some of that cold hard cash. Yeah, just give me the money and screw you, Tom Brady. I <laughs> he actually, this is the only one, though, Joe. Yeah. I saw, um, you know, the Packers signed Devin Funchess. Yes. Okay, and he wears number 17, or at least he did with the Colts and with the Panthers for years. Right. But there's another wide receiver in Green Bay that wears number 17, and it's wide out one. Devontae Adams, yeah. so I'll keep an eye on that. I yeah, bet that ain't going to happen. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Well. I, I mean, listen, God, Godwin, uh, bless him, made 677000 last year. He is, is not, like, I'd be happy with that. You give me 677000 right. a year, I'll sign. Yep, he's got uh, 2.1 coming his way this year, uh, oh. which is nice. But really, and even if it's, you well, know, the money is more of a satellite. <laughs> Oh, no, like I got something of value and you want it. I don't really like you all that much to begin with. And the fact that I'm going to give it to you, I'm only giving it to you because I want to hold the piece here. But That's right. you're going to pay a little bit more, no matter what it is, you know, at uh, I don't know. footballs for my kid's third grade class, you know, Maybe whatever. Maybe there's a Victoria's Secret model that you always wanted to meet. Maybe Giselle can put it together. You know what I mean? Right. I'm meeting a dinner. I'm just saying. Something like that. They're going to be a little extra, um, a little extra juice in there for Tom Brady uh, as opposed, because that doesn't. Doesn't happen that often, guys. I mean, we don't, you don't get a guy like Tom Brady switching teams and then, right. you know, guys, the 24 year old guys are like, uh, I, what, I got to give up my number now? Like, but right. screw him, the old guy. You know what I mean? And not to mention, everyone thinks he's a cheater anyway. It's a um, <laughs> very interesting dynamic there. Uh, and 2.1, yeah, I mean, listen, the money, I think it's more principle than it is anything else. Right. And, uh, but there was, I'm shocked it even took this long to tell you the truth, but I think there was some negotiating back and forth, like, hey, man, can I have my, yep. you know, like I'm Tom Brady. I could see, you know, a 23-year-old, 24-year-old years come go, I don't know who you are, you're a cheater. Also a bit on it. Yeah, because you know he wants exactly. it, right? And you know, ultimately, exactly. that's the way it's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, shoot for the moon, Godwin. Shoot for the moon, Godwin, and yep. see what happens. Yep. But I do think there'll be a little bit that's non-cash as well. Hey, listen, look at it this way, guy. Anybody that bought your jersey prior has now got Tom Brady's jersey. So there you go. You know what I mean? They now you now they got Tom Brady's number. I love it. Absolutely priceless. Sure. Uh, the coaches in Tampa also opening uh, their mouths, trying to convince us that they are sold on Tom Brady's arm yeah. strength, um, which is laughable on so many levels. 
Uh, but, uh, I mean, listen, they they made their bed. They're going to have to sleep in it. But, uh, you know, you, you pointed it out earlier, Dane, off air, that mm-hmm. the coaching staff, listen, they're saying the right things, right? They are saying the right things about Tom Brady where what they see is not necessarily what Josh McDaniel or Bill Belichick saw, but listen, there's there's always hope. They're they're happy with their new quarterback here, number twelve now. Yeah, so so here's the question for me. You know, we've talked about this previously on the early line, Joe. When Tom Brady comes to Tampa, not only are there uniforms and laundry that we got to talk about, but we wondered on this show. What would the offense look like? Right. Okay, because we know Bruce Arians. You know, whether it was in Pittsburgh, whether it was in Arizona, this is or or in Tampa, this is a guy who loves to go downfield, you know, and and over the top with deep passing attack, right? We also know that Tom Brady in New England for, you know, two decades, he was a kind of read the mail crossing routes. That's where Julian Edelman in the slot, Wes Welker before that. Yep. It was more of a West Coast kind of offense. Get the ball out into the playmaker's hands. That's right. Not necessarily going down the field. Unless, of course, there was one year where he had Randy Moss and threw for like 50 touchdowns, whatever the case may That's be. Correct. Yep. But generally, this is the way Tom Brady liked to skin a cat. And as we know, Tom Brady is going to be, what, 42 years old? We've talked about in recent years, Drew Brees losing a little bit on the fastball, Eli Manning losing a little bit on the fastball. We saw Peyton Manning fall off a cliff in terms of his arm strength, and there was buzz that similar things were happening to Tom Brady. But Bucks GM Jason Licht came out earlier this week and literally said the tape showed us that he had plenty of arm left because he was getting questions for that. He went so far as to say, we felt he had the ideal arm for Bruce and his system. He can still throw it deep. That is very intriguing to me, Joe, because we have been trying to decide, will this offense look any different now that Tom Brady is there? We've said like the great coaches and we think Arians is a good coach, understands his personnel and tailors what he wants to do to the personnel. It looks like they believe Tom Brady can still, in his early 40s, push the ball downfield. So that has to be good news for Evans and our boy uh, Chris Godwin. Who's I agree. I agree. And I um, listen, I think it's going to take a little bit longer, obviously, for there to get to be some continuity there in that offense, especially one of the hardest things. I mean, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, but Tom Brady, guys, for 20 years has done it one way and yeah. even Josh McDaniel you go down a list um you know why all the guys that he all his offensive coordinators uh Tom Brady is not the quarterback he was in the 20s he's not the quarterback he was in his 30s right. uh but very similar in a lot of the things that he's done so when you get to that point you're now 43 years old you get very used to what you're used to and he's got to understand that he's got to learn what are the moves of Godwin? What is he like? Where does uh, Mike Evans uh, like the ball? Where can he go? I mean, there's a lot that goes into yeah. the timing of it and knowing the subtle. Absolutely. Listen, he knew where Julian Edelman was. He could finish Julian Edelman's sentences. He could, every time James Edelman White, made a move, kind of thing. Ex- he knew. He absolutely knew, and Edelman knew, and that kind of, you know, that kind of sync does not happen overnight and unfortunately now this year for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks that's right that window is closing here guys I mean what normally ball out to Venice right. Beach the offseason to exactly. run exactly they'd be on an island somewhere right now he'd uh, absolutely Tom Brady by now would have figured out a way for these guys all to get together and start working on some of those things that's who he is but that ain't gonna happen anytime soon and they're gonna roll into training camp abbreviated training camp, and all of that time leading up to training camp, they might have been able to have the get. They ain't going to have. Uh, so I, it's going to take a little while. So to me, how much, how much deep crap are you going to throw? You know what I mean? Like how much stuff are you going to do? Maybe that's all they throw because none of the other <laughs> crap are going to be there. So maybe you just say, you know what, let me chuck it up to these guys and see what goes on. But I, I think a lot of dump-offs, a lot of, uh, nobody's mentioning O.J. Howard, by the way, and yeah. I think he's going to be bigger than he's ever been in a Bruce Arians offense that doesn't right. necessarily feature the tight end, but you haven't had Tom Brady as your quarterback. So uh, I do expect a lot of guys out of the backfield, a lot of 
a lot of keep the chains moving, I think, is what we're going to see here with Tampa. Yeah, I think O.J. Howard is a very yeah. interesting test case for what we're talking about, Joe. Because Is Bray still there? Uh, yes. He is. Yeah, they're still trying to make America braid again. Absolutely. So here's the thing, Joe. I think O.J. Howard is a perfect test case. In, in fantasy circles last year, Joe, O.J. Howard was a big-time sleeper. Yes. Okay, we thought he was going to take a step forward as a top as a top eight or nine tight end, definitely a tight end, one that you can start. And then going into the season, everyone realized, oh, wait, Bruce Arians doesn't like to use the tight end. Yes. Well, we know Tom Brady does, whether it was Rob Gronkowski or Aaron the Murderer Hernandez. We know that Brady likes to lean on the tight end, right? So we will see which one of these kind of approaches will rule the day. They're now saying, hey, Tom can still throw downfield. So does that mean Tom Brady doesn't need the security blanket of the tight end anymore? I think that's interesting. Another thing we've seen from Tampa Bay is that they seem to be committed to now third year back out of USC, Ronald Jones. However, Ronald Jones is more of an early down in between the tackles back. So one of the things Tampa still needs to do, in my opinion, is get that PPR back, get right. that cat back out of the backfield that Tom Brady has also relied on so heavily throughout his career. You yep. think about names like James White, Deion Lewis, who have played mm -hmm. that role. That's why I thought Deion Lewis, who did move on from Tennessee, I thought he was going to be a perfect fit in Tampa. He winds up signing yep. with the New York Giants. I would not be surprised, Joe, if, you know, in the third, fourth round of the draft, you mm. see Tampa Bay going out and getting one of these kind of, you know, out of the backfield, third down passing backs or after the draft to see yep. where the market is in free agency and see if there's any of these backs who fit that description to go pounce on because that's another element of the offense that makes Brady comfortable. Yeah, there are. Uh, I do think there's going to be some. Um... There's going to be some growing pains there, and I right. and can I tell you something? The, the, the guy that I have the most, uh, shall I say, comfort level with, or the guy that, I'm, uh, that I think is going to hold the glue together uh, this year for this team, especially early on, is Todd Bowles. Uh, mm. and, and I think his defense, and I think Todd Bowles' uh, scheme, and I, and I think that, that coaching staff is, I think, perfect for what they got going on here. I think they'll be able to, Todd Bowles and that defense will figure out a way to keep these games close enough and give Tom Brady the ball with limited time on the clock, Dane, you know, and an opportunity to actually get the job done. Um, I really do. I, I think Todd Bowles, uh, I think he's one of the best, you know, some guys are just better vice presidents than they are presidents. It's just sure. the way it is. Yeah. And I think from a defensive standpoint, especially, um, what Bowles has done with Bruce Arians, I think there is no doubt Arizona, that defense was really good at the end of the year. They sucked early on, screwed up all their numbers, but at the end of the year, they were damn good if it wasn't for Jameis Winston turning the damn ball over 35 times last right. year. Uh, and they still won seven games. I don't know how they did it. Um, it was the defense. I think the defense is going to be the story here in Tampa Bay way before Tom Brady becomes the headline. Yeah, listen, they, they decided to franchise Shaq Barrett. Yep. They brought back JPP yep. at all, what, eight of his fingers. That's they correct. brought back Indomitian Sue on a one-year $8 million deal. Yep. I really like the linebacker they drafted last year, yep. Devin White, Devin Bush. I always flip-flop them. And, and, you know, here's the thing, right? Uh, you said it yourself. A lot of times defenses are just put in bad spots because of turnovers. And you know this, Joe. Jameis was a turnover machine. Yep. I gave you the stat. They, they lost nine games last year, Joe. Seven of them were yep. by one score or less, Joe. Yep. Correct. And in those seven one-score losses, Jameis threw 18 interceptions. Are you, that's more than two a game in one-score losses. If Tom Brady can clean that up, and you got to think he can, it puts the defense in a much better situation yep. second year under Todd Bowles. And you know, Joe, that they have to still look to address that with some of the draft capital or yeah. salary. And I capital. think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I think there will be a lot of defensive-minded plays. I think uh, Devin White is set up for to have a, uh, a big, big year. Injuries uh, derailed him a little bit during that last season. But I, they've got to make. Uh, and I love Todd I Bowles in that position because he's not a guy that he, he's not a look at me kind of coach over there, but his defense gets better. And I think they're going to have to be the anchor of this team. I think they'll go as far as the defense will take them in a lot of these situations. 
and I think we saw the same situation here, guys. Doesn't this look and sound vaguely familiar to what Peyton Manning did when he went to Denver, guys? Wasn't it the defense? I mean, Peyton was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Peyton is Peyton, and he had that one year where, you know, the deer antler juice apparently really kicked in. But still, if it wasn't for Von Miller, if it wasn't for that defense, um, we're having a different conversation. And given all the other changes and things going on here, I think the defense of the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is very similar to what we saw in, uh, in Denver with uh, Peyton. I think we're going to see something very similar here uh, with Todd Bowles and that defense. We'll have more on that, plus the latest uh, headlines from around the NFL. We'll do that coming up next year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Welcome in here to the early line. It is the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri as uh, we continue to talk some NFL here. And uh, some interesting, uh, interesting notes and conversations about the future of the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady, which is always fascinating, including the fact that uh, he uh, managed to cut a deal with, uh, with Godwin there, Chris Godwin, in order to get his number 12. So TB and 12 will now have a Tampa Bay jersey. And I am sure, I am sure. The, uh, the higher-ups took a look at the merchandise uh, possibility oh, yeah. of sales with that and was like, hey, Chris, uh, mm. Yeah, we could cut your ass, uh, and we could let it go, but uh, the reality is uh, they came to some sort of agreement. Uh, we'll never know, but uh, he's got the jersey now, which is good. Uh, and Dana and I are both in kind of an agreement that, given the state of affairs with the NFL, the changes coming up, certainly the new CBA, less training camp time, less preseason games means less opportunities, certainly with the coronavirus right now, with Tom Brady getting acclimated with his new receiving core and his new teammates. To me, it helps to have a defense uh, led by Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, and what they put together there in Tampa, because I do think they are going to be able to carry the day. Uh, and they are going to be able to lift this team to the point where it's going to give Tom Brady enough, uh, certainly enough time to be able to figure it out with everybody else. And I'm sure he'll eventually figure it out. I'm not saying he's going to win three games, but... Uh, uh, well, in fact, let's take a look here, Dan. Yeah. We did this earlier in the week. We talked about the Jets. We talked about the Giants. We talked about the Eagles. We've kind of broken down. Uh, our friends at FanDuel have been nice enough to kind of give us these, uh, these odds of these games. We don't know the sequence now. We don't know the schedule, but we do know who they play at home, who they play away. So as we take a look at this schedule here, Dane, let's try to figure out, can the defense be enough, certainly uh, with some of these games, in order to... We said 10 wins, right? In a new playoff format, you get the 10, you're automatically in. What is their over-under number this year with uh, FanDuel? That's right. And once again, Joe, over on FanDuel, this is another team where the win total is on the number instead of on the half. So you got to get an extra full win for it to happen. Joe, you know, it reminds me, honestly, of the Cleveland Browns last year, where there's so much hype and so much steam going on their way that I wonder if there's actually value on the over anymore. FanDuel still thinks that that's the way people are going to go because their win total, Joe, is nine on the number. And the over for this bet is minus 115, mm. all right? Whereas it's minus 105 to the under nine. So remember, in this, the last 16-game season, mm. they play in yep. the Bucks for you to cash on this over they have to go 10 and 6 or better even when you're saying the yep. growing pains are there and the chemistry you know still has yet to be built the last thing I'll say Joe before we go game by game you're comparing them to the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos right I, I hear what you're saying about Todd Bowles being a great DC and there's some pieces in place but Denver already had a mm -hmm. championship caliber defense that was already performing in the top five of the NFL. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tampa has not been there. Okay. We think their arrow may be pointing up mm -hmm. because of draft picks, signings and bowls coaching, but they're not there yet. You know, so this will still be. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't. The only reason they got there was because they brought in Peyton Manning. I mean, that defense as good as it was, was not good enough to get them to any sort of championship. Sure. It was when they brought him in 
It was like, ah, oh, there they were already we go. The no fly zone. They already had Von Miller. Yeah, on I the mean, end. they were good. And, and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not comparing, but I, the, the makeup of the team, it seems very similar to what they had. They were missing that QB, sure. that, that all world QB. So, how many chances are you going to get to get a Peyton Manning in that, you know, in his uh, maybe even with a couple of years left in it? Like, that never happens in the NFL, but now it's happening again with Tom Brady. Defense is definitely there. Will it be good enough to get the 10 wins? Let's find out. Let's find out. So as we talked about um, previously, Joe, mm -hmm. the 16 games are a formula. The Tampa yes. Bay Bucks finished in third place, mm -hmm. I believe, in their division last year. So yep. they will have six games against the rest of the NFC South. Okay. The division they play in the conference is the NFC North. So that's the another four games. They play the AFC West. That's another four games, and then they play the other third-place teams in the NFC East and West. West. So okay. let's put it all together, Joe. And we start, the way we've done this previously, is first look at their home schedule mm -hmm. and then their road schedule. And, Joe, people go into Tampa and lay an egg yes. all the time, Joe. Um, it always happens. There's a game or two that Tampa's at home where you don't think they're going to do it, but they wind up eking out a win when the other team, you know, completely defecates the mattress. So let's keep that in mind, but they we start, Joe, with the three teams in their division coming into Tampa Bay. So how do you think they do in their home games against the rest of the NFC South, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Kenny, uh, Teddy Bridgewater-led Carolina Panthers? I, I think they, um, I'm going to give them three home wins here. Really? Uh, because I do think there is, I, I think eventually they're going to split with, with most of these, and I do think there's an opportunity to obviously sweep Carolina. Um, but I'm going to go with the opportunity that Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, they'll take care of business at home. It, 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 they may win on the road, lose it on whatever, but I do think the, they're going to come away with six games against their division. I think they're able to win half. All right, so the three at home, you have them sweeping their divisional opponents, and Joe, they are favored to win all three of those games. Be. Remember, yeah. our fan duel, I was surprised that they that they would be favored at home against New Orleans. I really was. But um, New Orleans, not, they haven't had great history there either. Out there on yeah. grass. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it has not been good for, uh, that's usually the game New Orleans lays the game. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. And so, yep. Just to give you some context, Joe, at home against the division, against Atlanta, Right now, they open. Remember, uh, our partners over at FanDuel have put out some game-by-game -game spreads. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites, so kind of in that no-man's land against yep. Atlanta. They'd be getting more than a touchdown against Carolina. Mm -hmm. Eight-and-a-half would be the spread there against Carolina. They would. It's basically a pick -em, though, against New Orleans. They would okay. have the Bucs as a one-point favorite. So you think they sweep those and are 3-0 and so far at home. Let's look at some of their other home games, Joe. Remember, I told you they play the entire NFC North. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the division champs coming in. Last season's number two seed, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers come to Tampa. Bucks are favored by under a field goal. You think they get that one done? I do. I, I absolutely do. Yeah, I do. I do not. Uh, I'm not big on Green Bay at all. I think the uh, they got older. I think uh, he's getting older, that being Aaron Rodgers. Right. Uh, there are some question marks there, and I think this is where that defense um, will come into play uh, on their own home court. Aaron okay. Rodgers is not as nimble as he once was, guys. I hate to tell you, and, and Todd Bowles will figure out a way to be able to limit, like he has in the past, will be able to limit their uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and company, and I do think this is a game they will be able to win. Rodgers versus Brady. It doesn't get any better than that, but I think at home in their building, they, they win that game. All right. I, uh, let me push back on you because I do think it gets better than that, and here's another one of their home opponents, a guy who is certainly not getting right. older. Right. They welcome the defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. I told you they play the AFC West, Joe. What about, uh, first of all, will this game obviously be on primetime, Brady versus mm -hmm. Mahomes? Bucks host the Chiefs. They would be home dogs in this scenario, getting less than a field goal. They would be two-and-a-half-point underdogs right. when Super Bowl champs come in. You think they get the gut job done against Patty Mahomes? I'm going to take the over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that number is, but whatever it is, posted it put just me down. Yet. Oh, I can't. i got to get a win-loss here. But, yes, put me down for the over in that game, whatever it gets there. I got gotcha. you. Um, 
I do think I'm, you know, for this exercise, yeah, I'll say that Kansas City's got enough in the tank to be able to uh, to take down Tampa. Uh, and I and I will say this with a caveat: that depends a lot on what point in the season that game is sure. played. Yep. That's interesting. I, I, I hear that as well. Um, I say they play the AFC West, the other AFC West team that comes into Tampa. Long flight, Joe, for the Chargers west to east. We don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but the Bucks are standing right now as four-and-a-half-point favorites whenever the Chargers yeah, come in they, on the schedule. They win. I, the Chargers are another fade team for me this year. So, yes, I'm all over the, uh, the Bucks to be able to win that game as well. Okay. I told you, Joe, that in the NFC, they will play the other – third place teams right and as you know the third place team from the nfc west would have gotten in the playoffs if there were seven teams right but ultimately did not the chargers fly from la so do the rams yep. and the bucks you'd be laying three and the hook three and a half point favorites against the rams who do you like yeah and just like their uh, fellow la team there they'll lose as well so i got no problem with them beating both of those uh both the chargers and the rams in tampa bay i got no problem with them beating them Okay, fair enough. You like you like this team, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have them so far six and one at home. Uh, I'm trying to find their last home game. It is. I am still looking for it. Um, so let me go through the rest of them, and we'll try to yeah, find. Yeah, sure, it. that's fine. We got Atlanta. We got Carolina. We said Green Bay. We said KC. We said the Chargers and the Rams. Um, let's see. Maybe they haven't put them all up, but we'll keep on going. Yeah, keep going. So what are the away games? Yeah, again, and, and let's let the caveat is I think the split is somewhere across the board there with uh, uh, with their divisional opponents. So if I gave them three wins at home, I'm already going to start them off 0-3 on the road. All right, fair enough. You yep. have them going 0-3 on the road. All right, and that's so, just some combination of a split with their divisional opponents right, right, going 1-1. Right. So ultimately, they go 500. Right. They beat each other up in that division, right. a division which has had a team go last to first almost every single right. year. Right, Joe? Right. So, um, oh, I've, we'll find it as we go along. Right. All right, here we go. So their road games, we've talked about the three divisional games. Oh, I found it, Joe. Here's their other home team. Here's their last home team. Excuse me. Um, It's another NFC North team that comes in. It's the Minnesota Vikings that come on in. They play that entire division. The Packers come in. The other team that comes in is the Minnesota Vikings. That's their last home date. You like them in that one? Yeah, I do not. I I think um, I like like the head coach. I uh, I think the defense is going to be a little bit better. And I do think their biggest problem, and until they show me otherwise, uh, you ain't stopping that running back, that team, uh, yeah, I think that's a game that uh, absolutely will uh, uh, will define what that okay. Minnesota team is. So I will go ahead and back Minnesota in that one. The way you're talking about it, Joe, that could be a battle for playoff positioning. Yes, All right. absolutely. You're talking about you liking Minnesota. The Bucks would be field goal favorites down in Tampa. Remember, that's a Minnesota team that's in on a dome, on yep. turf, coming outside. But, Joe, you have the Bucks going 6-2 and two mm-hmm. at home with their only losses being to the Vikings and the defending Super Bowl champions. You do have them kind of splitting the division. Right. So we'll call it uh, losing in the Superdome where they would mm. be, where they would be uh, underdogs. Yep. Um, you have them losing in Atlanta where yep. they would be underdogs. And you have them losing in Carolina where they would actually be four-and-a-half-point road favorites. So let's look at some of their other road games they travel to MetLife Stadium to play another mm-hmm. third place team which is the New York football giants in that division uh they would be three and a half point favorites on the road at MetLife Eli's not there anymore nope okay give me Tampa <laughs> still got Tampa getting that win you don't think Danny Dimes can get it done uh, did the Giants beat Tampa in but Tampa again with Danny Dimes last year I will caveat here again until I see them fix and I do think they will that running that running defense there, which I, I think they've addressed, and they were much better in the end of the year than they were early on, um, I do think they are good enough to be able to take care of the Giants. All right, fair enough. Another road game they have. Remember I say they play the NFC North. They right. welcome Minnesota in. They welcome Green Bay in. That means they travel to the Windy City. Now, remember, Joe, we do not know where right. in the schedule this is, and Chicago's a lot different in September than it is in December. Sure is. Uh, next would be... One point again, road favorites in Chicago. Who do you like? Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a trap game to me. So okay. I would, uh, yeah, I think the defense over there in Chicago, 
I think they'll be able to hold their own, and that's a tough place to play, too, especially for a warm-weather team like that. Depending on when it is, I'm going to go ahead. Give me the Bears in that one. All right, let's finish up that division, Joe, in the NFC North. They travel indoors to Detroit to take on the Lions. Tom Brady seeing some of his former friends and teammates. The Bucks would be two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Detroit. Yeah, um, they'll win Detroit. They'll beat Detroit. Yeah, they'll beat Detroit. Uh, not, ju- not yet for Detroit. They got a lot of question marks depending on the draft. So as of right now, I'll say Tampa wins that game. All right, we got two more road games. <laughs> Remember I said, Joe, they play the AFC West. Yes. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs coming in, one of their losses at home. We talked about also the Chargers flying in from L.A. on that long trip, and you're fading them. The other two AFC West teams are the road trips, okay? So they go two mile high to take on Denver there where they would be, again, one-point road favorites at Denver. Who do you like, Joe? I like Denver in that one. Okay. Yep, I like Denver because a lot of unknown in that one due to the fact that uh, that is a tough place to play, mile high, um, in those kinds of conditions there. So depending on what – and that matters. If it's early on in the season, especially I like Denver. Denver always gets yep. off early in the season, yep. right? Remember the everything from the uh, from the altitude to the weather. Absolutely, especially with uh, the abbreviated yeah, uh, training new, camps. Kind of, absolutely, yep, new quarterback. You know, although it's one of the greatest of all time, still new quarterback getting that chemistry yep. right. Remember, Joe, one of the most in vogue plays mm-hmm. in the last five years of the season uh, of the NFL. It's something they don't have time to work on. It's three words, Joe, back, shoulder, fade, right? And they don't have time to do that. The last road game, Joe, although I must acknowledge it's not up on the board, but the reason it's not up on the board is because they take a trip to Las Vegas when they're playing the AFC West to take on the Raiders on the road. You like them getting it done against Las Vegas? I do. I like them being able to beat the Raiders. So we got about a minute left. So what does that give us? That gives you three and five on the road. That gives you six and two at home. That gives you nine and seven right where their win total was, Joe. You got them going nine and seven. So does the book. Yep. Yeah. I And I think the number again is, and listen, that number has been moved up since Tom Brady announcement originally was at eight and a half in, in a number of different places. So it continues to inch up there. That's the Tom Brady effect. Uh, but I do think uh, the reality here as well, Dane, is that um, – Uh, This defense is good enough to be able to win some games. I think it's interesting that they are, and the schedule obviously favors them. Look how many games they're a favorite on the road that you just went there. So uh, I don't know that there's any value one way or the other in this. I think they're probably priced exactly where they are. And I think the being a favorite on the road in a number of those places tells you everything you need to know. So we'll uh, we'll wrap that up coming up. Hour one in the book. Hour two next. We'll talk a little... Uh, college basketball. We got some news on that front as well. And uh, and come back and join us. Uh, you don't want to miss it here. The early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.